Republican House Minority Whip Mike Chippendale joins me. Coventry Foster Gloucester, he represents those communities. He also speaks for the leadership in the House. Uh, Rep Chippendale, thanks for coming in. We just heard uh, Stefan Pryor said these mask requirements that just came out, it keeps businesses open. Do you want to push back against them? We're getting an earful from some of the restaurant owners, but he says overall it's going to be good. Yeah, you know, I think what we've been hearing, what we've been seeing, Gene, is that people reject that notion. Um, the, the, the owners of restaurants and other establishments, small businesses, they've seen what this has done to their business. They, they just came out of a recovery from this, and they are desperately afraid of going back into one. Uh, and further, I think when we just look at it on, on the level of what we saw when we had these regulations in place before, you're walking into a restaurant with a mask on, you sit down, take it off, you, you've got open food to your left, a glass of wine to your right, everybody's talking. It's folly, Gene, it, it, and people realize that. Yeah, I, I know, and then, it, look, maybe the plexiglass, I don't know, but that was silly, too. I'm here, the bartender's there, and nothing goes over. All right, <laughs> let, 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 let's, let's put that apart. Look, the governor's, do you think he was pushed into this? What do you think's really at play here? Well, a week ago, he, he's on record as saying that he, that he would not impose a mask mandate, so if I were to look into a crystal ball, I'd say, yeah, he's been pushed. You know, you mentioned, you, you mentioned the crystal ball. Uh, Blake Filippi said, I want to know, you know, what's the end game? When did these emergency powers uh, stop? And on the radio, the governor said, I don't have a crystal ball. We just got Omicron. You know, you're asking too much of him and demand, making these demands. Yeah, you know, but I don't think it's unreasonable to ask for metrics. What, what are we measuring to determine, okay, you have to wear a mask indoors? What are we measuring to, to say, okay, you have to wear a mask outdoors or in this size venue? People want to know where is the end of the tunnel? Where is the, we want to look for a light at the end of the tunnel, but please tell us how long is this tunnel and, and when are we going to see the light? That's all people are asking for. And so far, we've gotten nothing. We've gotten nothing but changing policies, changing mandates, and no consistency whatsoever from the state leadership. It's also been suggested that some of this is illegal, that's being illegal from the get-go, unconstitutional. Where do you come down on that? Well, I'm not an attorney. It would be inappropriate, inappropriate for me to make a, a legal opinion, but I think we passed a law in the General Assembly that clearly established that this uh, executive order ended. And the governor unilaterally uh, created a new one based on a variant. In my opinion, I would, I would use the metaphor of the blizzard of 78. That was a, a state of emergency. And then, I don't know, two weeks later, we got three inches of snow. And then they reinstituted a completely new state of emergency based on that three inches. It, it, it's the same issue. It always has been the same issue. It was a semantic way for the governor to hold the reins of, of power and, frankly, the purse strings that everybody's clamoring for. All right, listen, the Republicans, you're not in power. Uh, and I bet you wish you were. But you have a pulpit I'm having you on beyond this, beyond squawking, complaining, and go. What can you do? Are you willing to do a court action? Are you willing to uh, fund something? What can you do if you don't like the rules, if you don't like the mask, if you don't like this emergency? What can you do practically as a Republican? So repeating what I've been told by legal counsel, because again, I'm not an attorney, uh, if this were to be brought to the courts, the courts would simply say, look, there is a remedy in Rhode Island law. You can pass a concurrent resolution as the legislature, and that would settle it. But yet the legislature is not doing it. So we could sue, but I don't believe this, the court would even entertain the, the case because there is a remedy in place, a remedy that's being left in the closet and not even considered, but it's there. So I think legally it would be a very tough uh, 
um, uh, legal battle to, to, to overcome uh, when there still is a remedy available. It's just that the leadership of the assembly will not use the tools we have to, to at least assess the state of emergency. And I'm not saying repeal it yeah. just entirely, but let's look at it. Let's review it. Let's discuss it like we are supposed to, but we won't even do that. And that's, I think, what's disheartening to so many people. Right. You know, practically, I spoke to restaurant owners. They're concerned. They don't want their hostesses or the major d' to be the police. But again, practically, 99.9% of people will behave. You may get one guy who's looking to test yes. the system, but you may get one whack job any day of the week. Pandemic Absolutely. or no pandemic. So just address that. Are we making too much of it? Well, no, no I, I think the restaurant owners and, and, and business owners are right. We shouldn't have, I mean, they're, they're struggling to keep people on the payrolls right now. They, they are understaffed just like everybody else is. So to now add the burden of, hey, you have to engage in this legal process of determining someone's medical status. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? What are we thinking? Of course, that's going to burden the businesses. And now they're talking about creating the COVID police that are going to go out and yeah. issue fines to people. Meanwhile, the murder rate and the stabbings and shootings in our city and our state are going through the roof. And we're going to spend time to go ask people for their COVID cards and find them. The priorities are upside down, Gene. The state really needs to take a step back and look at what we're doing. You know, they did say if a restaurant owner is going to openly flaunt flaunt the law and, and refuse, he's going to get a knock on their door. Let me just move quickly. I only, only have a minute left. Homelessness. Uh, do you yes, think sir. the governor was forced uh, by the protesters camping out at the state house to act on homelessness? Just yesterday he's going to add about 150 new beds. And I think he said anybody who wants a bed now, there's a bed in Rhode Island. You want to just address that? Take about 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the governor would, I don't think the word forced is probably the best word. Coerced, uh, persuaded, uh, tortured, things like that, maybe. Yeah, but nobody really held a gun to his head. He, he reacted to a, a political crisis that someone erected in his front yard that he knows he's going to have to deal with in a very, very uh, crowded Democratic primary in a matter of months. So he's, he's making very politically expedient decisions, and that was certainly one of them. Do you think you should have cleared those tents out last week or the week before that? Because is this the new paradigm now? You know, I, I, I have such a love for the First Amendment and people's right uh, to protest and, and to engage in, in, in peaceful protests like they did. So it's tough for me, but I think they overstayed their welcome. And there were definitely some issues as far as safety coming in and out of the state house, just due to the congested nature. But I, 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 I definitely stand by their right to protest. Uh, minority Whip. Mike Chippendale, I want to thank you for coming on. We'll have you on again, and I'll have you on the radio as well. Merry Christmas to you. You too, Gene. Thank you very much.